You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. I sound like Roman Reigns when he was screaming yesterday. Yeah! Lucha Outsider Show. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Live from Los Radio Studios. Leave it. I am the heel that seals the deal, the Ooh. villain, stays chill, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy. King! Mr. Radar. And I'm joined yeah. by my tag team partner. He's the analysis oh. of the L-O-C. He's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. I don't think. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. Where? Comes to wrestling, no. he has a radar from the main streets oh, of shit. Long Island. Where is he? Wait, hold on. I fucked up. I fucked up. Hold on. I forgot a part. Go, 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 Ryan. Go. He's right there. No, no. I, I'm a, up. I, I already started. I'm way ahead of you. Oh. you. See? You see, Leo? See? See, Leo? You know? Hold on, Leo. Hey, Leo. Leo. Demon. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Right, right. I have like a thousand things right, going on. Right in the beginning <laughs> and, of the show. No, and the worst part is I forget to bring the volume down of the intro to bring his volume up because they both come in on the same channel. But Ryan, I'm sorry. The LLC. It's all right. It's all right. You're keep, forgiving. Keep, keep. What's up, fellas? How are you? I am not live in studio, but I'm keep, here nonetheless. Ryan. You, you are. I was, I was telling you guys before we hit record, before we went live, I'm pumped Whoa. up, baby. I'm pumped Whoa. up. Whoa. Me too, man. Me too. Whoa. What do you want? The XFL is back. Yeah. I'm so pumped Whoa. up. XFL. No, no way. No. It was good. No. The jerseys were good. I mean, I didn't watch the XFL. Nobody watched the XFL. <laughs> You got the XFL, you got the USFL happening in a couple weeks. Like, what's the? I just don't There's, understand. There's too dude, much happening. football ended last week. All right, there football you. is over. <laughs> There's so it's much over. hate in your Nobody voice. Nobody wants to watch football in the spring. I'm sorry. But I know. The only thing we care about the spring is WrestleMania. The road to yeah. WrestleMania. That's time of the year, baby. Ryan, how are you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. A little tired. It was a long night oh, of uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. the Saturday night wrestling last night. Oh, but yes, nonetheless, I'm up. Man. I got my my coffee and uh, ready to go. How are you? I'm good, man. Besides, um, you know, life and just life throwing you some curveballs in in my personal life, you know, with, with stuff, you know, being an adult. Listen, at, at 35 now, I'm just embracing being an old man. Okay, I have no, even though I grant that I don't look it like Leo, Asshole. but still, um, I'm embracing the old manness. Okay, listen, You're, I'm an old man. Uh, I have no problem owning up to that. Okay? I'm great. I'm embracing. Listening it at 27 years old, so no worries. Oh, you know what's crazy? You know what's Both crazy? Last week, <laughs> all right, I got I was getting picking up some food, and people thought I wasn't 35. You know, they kept on asking me how old I was, Aww. and they thought Dude. I was 27. Aww. They thought I was. 27. I always forget that you are as old as you are, so you <laughs> definitely don't look it. You definitely don't act it. Uh, well, I don't know if that's a 
that's a good Actually, thing or a bad thing, right? right? Yeah, I know. I, I didn't mean it like that. I, no, no, no. I don't listen. mean you act like a child, but you don't act like a, this, you know. This is what I, this is what I tell people, right? <laughs> and, like, if it's, like, a female, whatever, mm. I tell them, listen, I'm a man child. I have no problem yes. admitting to that. Now, granted, yeah. granted, I have my responsibilities. I pay the stuff I need to do. I have a great credit score, all right? So it's, like, 80% being an adult, 20% being a man child. This is how. This is what it is. <laughs> no judging there. That's how it should be. That's how it should go. Hey, are you enjoy, are you enjoying yourself? Or his credit score. <laughs> Leo, how are you? Bro? No, no, but I'm saying, are you enjoying yourself? Um, let's put it this way: it's a working problem. Okay, so that's all that matters, dude. At <laughs> the end the of process. the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, everybody talks about that 60 year old man that's going through a midlife crisis that gets the convertible. But you know what? You uh, you worked and then you could do it again. Enjoy your fucking life, because next thing you know, eh, you die. So, coming yeah. f- coming from the old man, and uh, yeah. So you you know when you become an old man, when you give people advice without them even asking for it. Yeah, Ryan like that one, right? <laughs> so no, I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna leave you guys in good hands. By the way, wrestling is going crazy. Why can't we just have two companies be on fire at the same time? I mean, technically, after last night, you could kind of say that with WWE in New Japan. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Those saying. Are two companies that matter right now. Oh, oh, oh. I, guess, uh, I guess Ring of Honor oh, comes with another one. Where's my gun? Where's my, where's my bullet? Where's my So uh, do do your, your before that. is. All right, guys. Before we get talking about everything that transpired last night, talking. it's hashtag Rebel Time. In studio, sounds so like <clears throat> nothing like a great <clears throat> rebel in the morning. Listen, for people that are listening or watching us right now, if you guys got to connect with Rebel, the amount of Rebel I drink on this show, and then in my personal life, we deserve like a sponsorship, right? Yo, Rebel, at us, come on, we'll give us a sponsorship already. What about Monster? Like, would you do it? it's Monster? Oh, absolutely. Time? Listen, I have no problem selling out like <laughs> Seth Rollins and drinking a Monster right here. I have no, listen, I didn't sell out. I bought in. I'll drink a Monster with no problem. It's a five-hour energy time. <laughs> okay, now you go. Now you went too far. Now you went too far. Listen, <laughs> listen. Let me ask you, since you're a big energy guy, have you ever tried the Prime Logan Paul's new Prime? Energy? I want to. I want to. You know they're so, selling that shit in the UK for like thirty dollars. A is bottle? It, dude, it is in demand right now. Okay, yeah. I love the hydration drinks. I, I don't, I don't really fuck with energy drinks in general. But uh, my brother drinks it. All my friends drink it, and they swear on it. It's like a, it's, it's not that much caffeine. Um, it doesn't like you know make your heart race or anything like that. I'm tempted to try it, even though I'm not an energy drink guy. But Logan okay. Paul's Prime man is in high demand. So uh, maybe next time I'm in studio, I'll grab one, bring it, bring it your way. Okay, I know. Um, if you notice at the Chamber of Elimination last night, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns was drinking that C4 gimmick. Oh, not good. Let, huh? me, tell you, let me tell you about that C4. That C4 is. <laughs> we're getting way off topic here. That C4 is pre-workout. Okay, that shit. They were handing that that out for free last year at WrestleMania because it was really? sponsored by C4. <laughs> Dude, I after night two, I was me and my friends. We were thirsty. We were we were dying of thirst. Nothing to drink. They're handing out <laughs> C4s. I'm taking a look at this thing. I'm reading the, the label on the back. Dude, I took a few sips. I don't know how people drink those things. Well, I'm, I'm hoping Roman Reigns is getting that that C4 check with the amount of C4 he had like in his the background and what he was drinking, okay? To add to his collection of water bottles. 
just doesn't have enough. He guys, he's a thirsty guy. And, you know, I, I get it. And you know what? Women are thirsty for Roman Reigns. Okay, <laughs> so it kind of evens. Hey, I, I'm I'm thirsty for Roman Reigns myself. <laughs> Well, what a way what a way we're starting this show okay wow. ryan let's let's talk yeah, about the, let's talk about the elimination chamber last night chamber of elimination i thought this pay-per-view was fantastic wwe is just hitting at all cylinders right now listen three pay-per-views in a row you can even go back to extreme rules you can even go back to SummerSlam. you know these pay-per-views from wwe are just hitting 1000 uh, percent but specifically survivor series rumble Chamber last night, Jesus Christ, bro. Like, it just feels like a big deal. Now they're doing these press conferences after the pay-per-views. Like, every pay-per-view just feels like a big deal. I forget what records of, of Gates they broke last night with the Chamber in Montreal. Um, The energy in the arena, and we're going to break down some of the, uh, the matches from the show, but just the energy just felt like a big deal. I told you when I went to the Royal Rumble in San Antonio – it felt like a mini WrestleMania, the environment, like just the energy in the city. Now, granted, we didn't do any other shows or nothing like that, but we ended up going to the Superstore and obviously the, the, the night of the Rumble. But it just felt like a WrestleMania feel. And it seems like the momentum that WWE's on right now, it doesn't matter if it's a B-level pay-per-view or like one of the big four, the energy around the pay-per-view just feels like a big deal. And we haven't had this in WWE for decades. I probably going back to the early 2000s. Okay. Listen, I'm not, I'm not here to, to, you know, like just downplay WWE when it comes to like their prior years. But listen, I know there's like a lot of WWE apologists that will say, well, WWE was in bed back then. No, it wasn't that great. The product wasn't great. This is great. WWE. Yeah, dude. I mean, <clears throat> I can't even tell you the last time I was pumped up for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. <laughs> I mean, uh, geez, man. Like, last night, it was so cool because, like, you know, yeah, everybody is so high on the product right now. And it, it's really uh, has a lot to do with, you know, of course, Triple H running the show, but also what's going on on screen. You know, the stories that they're they're telling. 1,000%. Um, the baby faces that are in play right now with Cody Rhodes, Sammy, the bloodline thing. Uh, just everything has been so so good. Even the other stuff, like you know, the Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley stuff. Um, you know, there's just a lot going on right now. There's a lot of stories to be told, and uh, yeah, it's a hot product at the moment. Last night, me and all my friends, we got together, like like literally, like dude, this hasn't happened in years, bro. We got a bunch of snacks and drinks and shit, and we just we watched the show. And man, I it just like it feels good to be excited about a WWE pay-per-view really again. Does, or, I'm not even saying pay-per-view, like pay-per-views, like multiple ones in a row. Like every month you look forward to it like old like old times, man. I used to always look forward to these. And like you said, the product of the years has, has not been great. And in recent years, the Elimination Chamber has never mattered. Dude, this pay-per-view like was crunched between Royal Rumble and Fastlane for the past few years, okay? It didn't mean anything. It didn't matter. Yep. But last night's mattered, and, yeah, listen, Montreal, they brought that energy like I, like we knew they would. They've been starving for a pay-per-view. It's like the first one in, like, 20 years or something like that. Um, let me tell you, they deserve more. They deserve they more do. big shows over there because that crowd was unbelievable. That place was packed to the brim. I mean, what a big arena that is, is the Bell Center over there. Uh, oof, God, that energy was off the charts. They, they made that show feel even more special. Listen, we're we're in February right now, and I have both Rumble and Elimination Chamber as shows of of the year that we have to like talk 
Like, listen, I don't think it's out of this realm. If they're starting off the year this hot, WWE, that every pay-per-view in 2023 could be a contender. Like, I love it. I love it. How, how great is that? Like, it's so much fun. It's This is what we live for as wrestling fans, man. Like, this is it right here. Like, God, every pay-per-view, I mean, you only have one every month. Why not make it feel like the the past ones have felt, you know? Like, there's just no reason to half-ass it. And that's what we got a lot of the time with Vince McMahon running the show. It's like some of these shows, like the Hell in a Cells, like all these B-level pay-per-views always felt like they were just mailing it in, you know? They were just like throwing shit on the card just because they have to fill up a pay-per-view card. But now it, it feels so much different. Yeah, dude, I, I, I was just telling you guys right now, like how I was just fired up, I was pumped up to just hit go live right now and just talk about everything. Cause man, it, it was just a really great pay-per-view. Like I'm smiling ear to ear, just like how much I, just like you, like granted, I, I just, I watched it by myself with, you know, with my dog and shit, but still like I was on the edge of my seat. I was popping for some of the spots, like, holy shit. And oh my God, like, man, it was just, um, it was a great show, and let's uh, let's get into it. They started off the show with the women's elimination chamber match, and you know, congrats to all the women in this match. They busted their fucking ass. Um, a lot of dope spots, and um, I think Asuka winning was definitely the right call. And yeah, Asuka and Bianca at WrestleMania 39 is gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, this match uh, it was fun. Uh, all the women worked so hard, like you said. It was obvious. I mean, they worked their ass off. Um, you know, I've never felt bored during this at all. Yep. I mean, they kept the action going. Uh, spot of the match, and honestly, spot of the night, in my opinion, goes to Liv Morgan. That sunset. Yep. Uh, Definitely one of the spots of the night. Bomb. Amazing. Oh, So clean, so crisp. Let me tell you, Liv Morgan is a freaking badass. Okay, if you haven't noticed that by yes. now, she deserves yes. her flowers. She has really turned it up a freaking notch ever 1, since last year. Winning the title and... You know, when she started to get extreme and stuff like that. I mean, she has really worked her ass off. She's awesome. Um, and yeah, Asuka winning was the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have put um, Becky or Bailey in this match just because, you know, just to throw us off a little bit and make us like not feel like the outcome was so obvious. <clears throat> um, but nonetheless, Asuka and Bianca is the match that need to be booked for WrestleMania. Those two are going to knock it out of the park. They're going to kill it. It feels fresh. It feels new. It's a new challenger. Um, a new Asuka. And, and a new, yeah, a new version of Asuka. So, yeah, I no issues with it. What, what uh, I want to add on to the whole live, uh, live of it all, besides the, the spot, I was watching her in this match because she really got, and not saying that she doesn't get time on SmackDown or whatever, but, you know, they really... She started off, she was one of the two competitors that started the chamber match, her and Natalia. So she really got to, like, get her shit in, right, throughout the, the chamber match. I was watching her, and I'm like, man, I think Liv Morgan is so underrated. Like, she's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. She, like I said, she really has gotten so much better as of late. Um, and I think a lot of people should start to take notice of that. And, uh, I mean, I guess they are, you know, backstage or whatever. Right. Like, I'm sure they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I know she already had her title run, so who knows if she's going to get another one, but, um, yeah, man, she, she definitely, she's been killing it as of late. So I know everybody loves to look at, oh, Liv Morgan, oh, she's so gorgeous, isn't that? Yeah. Like, you know, take the looks aside from it. I'm talking about like how she works in the ring. Like she is, God, she's tremendous, you know? And she's from Jersey. Got to support my fellow Jersey. Yeah, Jersey girl. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Lesnar and Bobby. Before we talk about this match, I was um, 
you know, I was just going back and just uh, remembering, like, the reaction uh, Brock got at the Rumble, right? And this was, like, probably the first time at the, at, at the Rumble that I saw Brock live in, in a couple of years, right? Because, you know, the, the, the COVID situation happened and then just WWE just not being a great product. It was just like, do I really want to go to this show? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, it, that was, like, the first time in a, in a while that I saw Brock live. And I was just remembering, like, the reaction, like the pop when Brock Lesnar came out. And you got the same pop last night in Montreal, obviously. And, I'm, you know, the thing about Brock Lesnar is when you hear that first, like, mini second of his theme, it's like adrenaline just hits, like, the audience. And it kind of, like... And listen, if if there's any female, I'm sure there are some females that listen to the show. You know, you probably... You guys are probably going to roll your eyes when I say this. But it just... When you hear Brock Lesnar's like the first couple like like seconds of his theme, it's like you're like, yeah, let's fuck some shit up. Like that's like the like like the energy. Like the Brock Lesnar guy, right? Ugh. Well, minus him because he's <laughs> fucking cringe. All right, Brock Lesnar guy is not a great guy. Anybody associates with him, you're just you're just a poor decision maker. Not a great guy. Anyways, but you do get like that energy like you want to fuck something up. Like yeah. it just I don't know. Like that's the type of like presence Brock Lesnar has. And I'm like, man, it got me pumped up just seeing Brock Lesnar come out. But when it comes specifically to Lesnar and Lashley, they beat the snot out of each other and we got a a non-finish. I'm cool with Lashley and Lesnar again at Mania. The only thing I had the that I have concerns about is like Bray Wyatt kind of made a, a challenge on SmackDown, so now it's like I, I doubt that we're gonna get a three way, right? I don't think we're gonna that that we're getting that. It, it are we gonna get Bray to face off one of these two after Mania? Is that the plan? I just feel like it was kind of odd that Bray throws out this challenge on Friday and then we get this non finish for um last night. I was cool with the non finish. I know some people were complaining about it. I, if we're gonna get another match. At Mania, I'm totally fine with the non-finish. Like, but I think at Mania, we need to get like some type of stipulation, like a oh, last man standing, a no DQ. We need to get something where yeah. they could just beat the fucking shit out of each other around the the re- arena. Something. Give me something. I quit match. I don't know. Give me something. But uh, I was cool with the non-finish. And yeah, you know, they beat the crap out of each other. And who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, I, I expected some Fugazi shit to happen here. I, I didn't really see the this match ending clean. I was surprised it even got announced for this pay-per-view because I was fully expecting it to be Brock and Bobby at WrestleMania. Um, before the Bray, I get to Bray Wyatt stuff, let me just tell you, like, this is the second, no, the third time Brock and Bobby have faced off. Okay, Man. you got last year's Rumble. You have last year's yeah. Rumble. You had the the Money of the Saudi Sand pay per view, the Saudi show. This and is then this, run. this one, right? And then they had like the little face off at the at the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Which, what, which, what, but like what, match matches. There's been right, three right. full three full matches, matches. Three full matches. And let me tell you, man, I just it doesn't do anything for me. Spear F five suplex suplex spear F five F five suplex spear spear suplex F five. Can we get like something else? Like I don't know. Can we get like more of like? Can a we get? Car can we I get? Br- see, like yeah. Can we get Brock like, Lesnar doing a shooting star? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe not that. Okay, I'm not asking for that. But like, it's the same three or four moves, right, man. Right, right, right. Like, Give me something else. Like, Give me something it's else. Not really that impressive. If you remember years ago, uh, you know that that feud between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, right? Mm-hmm. That match at WrestleMania 33. 
was a freaking car crash. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a yeah. full speed balls to the freaking wall. One of the best Brock Lesnar matches and definitely the best Goldberg match I think I've ever seen. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. I want to see something like that between Brock and Bobby, especially if they go at it again at WrestleMania. Give me a car crash. Give me more than three or four moves, man. That shit don't do anything for me. The suplexes, the spirit. I mean, we know that they could do that stuff. I don't need to see that. I just want to see a little bit more. I'm not talking about, you know, him pulling out like V-triggers and freaking RKOs and shooting star presses and things like that. But I mean, come on. There's more that these guys can do. All right. I've seen both of them in the ring. There's more that they could do. Just so give me you, something else. So what you're trying to say is you wouldn't pop for Bobby Lashley doing a V-trigger on Brock Lesnar. Oh, dude, I'd pop like there's no tomorrow. I'm just, I don't even know if he can get his knee up that high. You know, you mentioned Goldberg and Brock. We don't even have to go that far. I think it was like a two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. It was like right like when the pandemic was already over. It was at one of, one of the Money in the Sand shows. It was um, Bobby and Goldberg, and they were fighting around yeah. the whole arena too. And that was another yeah, yeah. car car crash. And we get something like yeah. that between Lesnar and Bobby. Who knows? Who's to say that we're not going to get that at Mania? We could get that at Mania, well, yeah. and that's the finale. Well, that's what goes to back to your saying of it needs to be some stipulation added to it. Mm-hmm. So a last man standing match or something like that, something where they could brawl outside the ring and, and things like that, and they could do their, their favorite um, barricade spot. Right over by the announcer's table. They oh, yeah. love, they love, God, they they freaking beat that shit to death. Uh, they could do that. You mean they could do stuff with the announce table? I mean, yeah, give me a freaking car crash between two behemoths, all right? Like, I just don't want to see the same shit we've been seeing. As for Bray Wyatt, I don't know where that comes into play, okay? That was so random and out of left field. But let me tell you, Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt... Dude, I'm intrigued by that because that's something I don't think we've ever seen before. They teased it back in 2016, and we never got it because Lesnar ended up facing Ambrose at Mania, and then the Wyatt Wyatt family had that little cup of coffee with The Rock at that year's Mania. They teased it. If I'm not mistaken, it was that year where they teased a possible Lesnar and Bray match, but we never got it. We never got it. Never. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't even think they've even been in the same ring together at the same time. So that would be cool. I just, I'm not, a triple threat, I don't understand how that would even work. So maybe Bray was planting the seeds for like, like you said, after WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm fully just expecting it to be Brock and Bobby again at Mania. But uh, yeah, as far as those two goes, just give me a little bit more than the same shit we've seen the past, you know, three matches. Nah, I agree. I agree 1,000%. I agree. Edge... And Beth versus Judgment Day. Listen, the right the right couple, if you will, went over, and that was Edge and Beth. Listen, Rhea got protected. She did not get pinned. Rhea's going to go off and face Charlotte Flair at Mania, and I do believe we're going to get a Finn and Edge match at Mania where Edge is going to put over Finn. So, you know, maybe there's going to be some type of, type of stipulation for that. Who knows? Maybe we get, like, a, a Judgment Day demon Finn Balor. At um, WrestleMania, but I do believe that we're going to get Finn and Edge in some some way, somehow, at Mania. Yeah, I mean, there's talks for the past few months about a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, yep. that would be awesome. I'm not expecting that, but that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm ready for this Edge versus Judgment Day feud to finally be put to rest um, at WrestleMania. The match last night was, it was fine. Um, but that was probably the weakest match of the night. Yeah, and listen, I don't know if everybody else feels the same way, but ever since Edge's stuff with Seth Rollins, uh, God, going back, like, what, 
2021 already at this point, I think. Edge hasn't really been hitting for me. I, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. A lot of his stuff has been a lot of really underwhelming. It feels like he's been feuding with the Judgment Day now for far too long. He's had way too many tag matches with Beth Phoenix. I just hate how all the time they have to bring, you know, the the couples on screen together. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, and, and I know Edge says that he's probably coming to the end of his career. He wants to retire on his own terms. I just feel like the, it's just been very underwhelming um, as of late. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but that's just how I feel. So the match was fine. Um, but if this doesn't end with Edge versus Finn Balor in some sort of like Hell in a Cell or something like that, what are we doing here? You know what it is, too? The Rollins and Edge story and feud was so good. I think that was peak. That peaked. Yeah. And everything after that, it's been fine, but it hasn't been nothing like spectacular, you know? It just hasn't. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just really doesn't get. I mean, Edge is one of the best. He's one of the Listen, and I love Edge. Okay. If you haven't li listened to the episode prior to this one, I love Edge. Okay. Yeah. But I also got to be a realist, too, and say that. You know, his stuff hasn't been, you know, it's been it's been okay at best. It's been average, but it hasn't been nothing spectacular like the Seth Rollins story. And also, you know, and you guys are going to laugh at me. He also needs his long hair. Give me long hair, yeah, Edge. No, I need the does. long hair, okay? Yeah. Just Edge, just grow it out, okay? Listen, Edge needs the long hair. I need the full locks. Give me that. Give Listen, me that. As long as we have his theme song, I can live with the short-haired Edge. But, I mean, God, it's just not – it's just – I don't know, man. Yeah, you need the vintage Edge look, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that, – you know, that's part of the the, the issue too. But, uh, you know, the match was cool. The match was cool. I enjoyed it. The United States Championship Chamber match. Hot take for me. And it might piss uh -oh. some people off. Maybe, maybe. Maybe some of the WWE uh, diehards are going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? I think – the United States Chamber match might have been one of the best Chamber matches I've watched. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that it I, wasn't it, good or anything. It might, it might be the best. Okay, that's how good this Chamber match was. This match was freaking fantastic. Oh, dude. What I loved about this match is everyone came out of there looking great. You know? Every single competitor in this match, you know, it does pay me to see Johnny Gargano come out with that terrible version of his theme, right? Like, I miss his old yeah, what one. What is that, man? It's god-awful. But he really got to put, you know, get his shit in in this match. Like, since he's been, like, since Johnny Gargano has returned, I think this has been the best showcase Johnny Gargano has gotten. Also, I love the fact that Bronson Reed, even with defeat, right, came out looking like a monster because it took three guys to hit multiple fucking finishers on him to take him out. It kind of reminded me going back like 15 years ago, if I'm mistaken, when Umaga was like in a chamber match and it took like a whole bunch of guys like eliminated him. Like yep. that's the vibes I got in there. Uh, listen, Seth, Seth Rollins is working at a top tier level. Uh, he, could take, he could take a loss every fucking in every match of of a whole year and he still comes out looking on top that's how good Seth Rollins is um and then Montez Ford dude Whew. dude he he's gonna be a big star man 
I know there's some people that say that, oh, no, but Dawkins, too. Listen, Dawkins is cool, but he ain't no Montez Ford, bro. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of people that, 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 that try to say, like, oh, well, you know, uh, Dawkins doesn't have to be the Marty Jannetty. Listen, after last night, Dawkins is the Marty Jannetty. No disrespect to Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. Marty Jannetty, no disrespect to Dawkins. But Montez Ford is going to be a future world champion, 1,000%. The, the the shit that he was fucking doing, and I just love the fact that while he's so good in the ring, you could tell he's also a fan too because some of his taunts, doing like the rock bottom, attempting to do the people's elbow, just throwing suck it after suck it when he gets pumped up. Like I know some people might look at that and he's like, why is he doing that? But I appreciate that, like, cause it's like it's coming from like a fan's perspective. Like I love it. Also, he's like one of Triple H's kids, so why wouldn't he do that? Um, that spot where. He flips himself around on top of the fucking chamber and does like a splash. Holy fuck. Like, oh, man. Uh, if There was a scary moment in the match where they were checking on him. But I think that was just to get like the Logan Paul situation happening with the run-in. I do hope Montez yeah. Ford is okay. But when I saw like the Logan Paul interference, I'm like, okay, Montez has to be okay. Uh, yeah. And, you know. I'll give Austin Theory his credit, too. You know, I'm not the biggest Austin Theory guy. But listen, the guy gets heat, all right? Um, He's good in the ring. He still does nothing for me. But, you know, I got to give the guy his credit as well. But I I thought the chamber match was fantastic, bro. I loved it. Yeah, dude, it was one of the best chamber matches we have seen definitely in a long, long time. That's for sure. Um, Everybody showed up and showed out. And you knew that was going to happen. I mean, look at the competitors that are in the match. Uh, And I love how the United States title was on the line here. I know that this is... This is obviously has been announced for a while now, but I just wanted to say that I just love having the U.S. title be in a big time yep. match like this. You know, like it's it's really been elevated as of late. But I mean, this is just is for even further proof that like this title matters again. And that's great to see. Um, yeah, I thought everybody brought it. Organa was awesome in this. Like you said, Montez Ford. This was basically like his coming out party, I guess. I mean, everybody knows what he can do, but like you knew he was in this match to really just showcase what he could do as a singles guy. And geez, he didn't disappoint. Like you said, when he's climbing to the top of the 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 chamber and then he like turns around and then dude, like when he just drops, he comes down like a freaking torpedo, bro. Like he came down so quick. Like, uh, yeah, it was such a cool spot. Um, I'm, I really love too. He was one, he was the final, yeah, he was uh, the final three. So I yep. thought he was going to be like one of the first ones eliminated. Dude, he was my, he, he was my pick to win it. I really thought he was going to win it. Really? Really? I, I I just figured, let's give it to Montez Ford because he's really like, like obviously the audience is behind him. Uh, I believe within like the, sometime this year, maybe even soon, we're going to get like a, um, a reality show with, it's called The Crawfords. It's Bianca Belair and Montez Ford. They kind of kind of do something like The Miz and Mrs. I believe yeah. it's going to be on Hulu or Peacock. I forget, but it's going to be a reality mm-hmm. show. So it's like, why not have you know, Montez win a title. Now you have two champions to showcase in this reality show. So I'm looking at it from a business aspect too. And, you know, they've been doing like the rounds, like both of them as a couple, like all over mainstream media. So I'm thinking like, wouldn't it be cool to see them both as champion? So like, that's why I thought I'm like, yo, Montez should be, that was my pick to win it. Now, granted that didn't happen. And also it's like, if we're going to get Austin Theory and Cena Mania, if that's indeed the plan, that does not need the United States Championship. I'm sorry. It really doesn't. So why not put the belt on someone else? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, 
I mean, it's, it, that's definitely a good thought. I was not even thinking about that at all. I, I didn't expect Montez to go over at all. I, I just thought he was strictly in this match to sh just to basically, like, showcase what he can do. You remember a couple of years ago, going back years ago, uh, Santino Morello was in that. He showed up and showed Yo, that out. Yo, that's a very underrated chamber match. Yo, yeah. you know what's so nuts about that chamber match? If you remember specifically... Brian was champion and Brian was getting booed and Santino was so yeah. over. Yeah. Yo, he Santino at that point in time was so over. Like, yo, people wanted Santino to win it. Yeah, that, that that's like that's just the point of like the elimination chamber. There's always that one guy in there that shows up and shows out. And uh that was Santino that year, obviously Kofi Kingston in that one in 2019. Mm -hmm. And this one was Montez Ford. So that's why that's the only reason why I thought he was in it. Just to he really just maybe elevate himself a little bit more and really just, you know, get people behind him and stuff like that. Um I only I thought the only two in this match that had a shot of of winning this was obviously Austin Theory and Seth Rollins. Those were the only two. I thought maybe they'd do Logan Paul versus Seth for the US title. Or I was just like, you know what, they're gonna roll with Austin Theory versus Cena because how else if Theory loses the United States title, and I know it doesn't need the, the belt that match, but if he loses the title, how do you get to Austin Theory versus John Cena? I mean, you you could do you could get to it mm -hmm. because he's been talking about Cena. They had the little interactions before, but I just feel like now it's gonna be and I, I called this way before he even said it at the press conference where he's gonna talk about how he beat every single guy. Sorry, if you heard that noise in the background. <laughs> if uh, he's going to beat every single guy in the chamber, and then he's going to say, you know, well, there's nobody left. I beat everybody on the roster. I'm going to do a, a U.S. Open challenge. And then, obviously, that's exactly what he did. I think Edge is answering it on Monday. But eventually, he's going to run out of guys, and it's going to be John Cena to, to answer the final call, and it'll be for the U.S. US title. So was not surprised Austin Theory walked out as the winner. And I know what you said about Theory. You're not a huge fan of him. I feel like he's grown on me, and he has he has grown a lot since he, the Money in the Bank fiasco. He, oh, I think 1, he's been booked pretty pretty good. Oh yeah. So no, I'm no, not no. I'm not right. like against him like I was beforehand. I'm I'm a little bit more like open Austin Theory now. So I think he's been booked pretty well. No, no, no absolutely. The, listen, it's night and day on how he's getting booked. I'm just not a. He just does nothing for me. But that doesn't take away that the dude is talented as fuck in the ring. And listen, he gets heat, okay? He just does nothing for me per se. Like, just for my liking of, like, what I like to see in wrestling. That doesn't mean that he's not good. And he has been booked quite well. I just, you, you know what it is with Austin Theory? When I look at him and I see him, it's like, he's such a fucking tool. Like, that's the, that's Well, that's, I guess that's the point. That's the, yeah, you know, but taking that away, removing that from the, the conversation here. No, he's been booked great now and... Listen, he's talented. He's talented. He's talented. So we'll see how he continues to progress. Let's talk about this main event, bro. <sighs> Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Wow. Uh, Roman Reigns came out first, and he got booed out of the building. Okay. <laughs> the fuck you, Roman chance. Uh the booze, even though at home I was still raising my one up through the whole the whole entrance. The whole time you didn't put your hand. You didn't oh put no! Your hand down. Oh, one thousand percent raising that one up. But I was I was laughing hysterically when in uh <laughs> on the Arrest Friends podcast when Iridians is like Mario did not put his hand down the whole entire time. It was uh, I was popping because I'm I was picturing you just having that up the entire time. <laughs> Listen, I had no feeling on my arm just raising that one up, but uh man, when Sami Zayn came out, bro. 
that pop, hearing his old theme. And I said it. I called this months ago. Okay. The day Sami Zayn turns face again and he returns with his old school theme, that pop is going to be next level. And that's what happened last night. It even happened on Friday night too. But I think last night's pop was, you know, even bigger. Um, Very emotional for Sammy too. You know, the ovation he got. His wife was at ringside. You know, Montreal, I really thought, I don't, listen, I don't know if there's anybody like this listening to this or, or watching it on Facebook Live. Has anybody checked on the city of Montreal? Did they riot last night? Because going into this, I was like, yo, if Sammy does not win, I really think Montreal's going to riot. I really, I really well, do. Dude, I don't know if, I know you're not on Twitter, but um, somebody tweeted that at the arena, they were not selling bottles of beer or soda or anything. I wonder they why. Were pouring them into into plastic cups. Yep. Gee, I wonder why. It's definitely because, you know, they don't want anybody throwing it in the ring. I mean, that's crazy, dude. Like, that's unbelievable. The fact that they, like, were so worried about that because, like, geez, man. Like, that's crazy. But listen, that's how, that's, that's what great storytelling is, though, when it makes you feel something. Like, MJF said it, like, a couple months ago, you know, last year. MJF said it, like, I make you feel something. Nobody else does that in this roster. And that's what WWE's been doing that with with this bloodline story, specifically Sami Zayn. It makes you feel, bro. I felt that that the Royal Rumble, that energy in the in the in the Alamo Dome, and I even felt it through the TV screen last night watching the chamber match um between uh, Reigns and, and Sammy. I thought this match was fantastic. I added this match to my list of matches of the year that I want to talk about in 2023. Wow. Um, all the near falls, all the moments where you really believe Sammy was going to do it. There was a lot of pinfalls where they had me. I'm like, yo, he's doing it. And Roman at this point, you know, we, we, we're always praising Roman Reigns right now. Now, in the like last two, three years at this point, we're always praising like how great of a worker Roman Reigns is. Yo, his kickout levels at this point is like Will Ospreay levels. That's how good it is. That's yeah. how good Roman Reigns is. His He's kickout so levels are like are like Will Ospreay. Oh man, I forget like maybe like two or three times last night where they had me. I'm like, yo, Sammy's gonna fucking do it. Ah, oh, but this match was fantastic. Obviously, we we were gonna get the shenanigans, you know. Uh, further uh, storytelling with the Usos. First Jimmy coming in, you know, uh, attacking Sami Zayn, giving Roman the helping hand. And just when you think, like, oh, it's over, Sami kicks out. Oh, my God. You know, edge on your seat and shit. Fuck. What's, uh, like, I'm, I'm, like, screaming at my TV, like, fuck. Ugh. Then Jay comes out. First of all, I'm surprised both Usos were there, you know, just based on their history. And, you know, yeah. if you know, you know. I was surprised that both Usos yeah. were there. Me too. But seeing Jay there, his facial reactions, and the, the chair spot, and I'm like, yo, is Jay going to really turn on Roman? Is this what we're going to happen? And you felt the crowd just like everyone's off their seat just watching this. Is, is Jay going to turn on Roman? And just Roman just talking smack to him. And then Sammy finally goes to the spear, and boom, he hits Jay. I'm like, Fuck, man. No. Roman hits the spear. We get the pin. And, man, you look at that crowd, bro. Deflation, man. Deflation 1,000%. I was deflated. Even though, listen, I'm a Roman guy too, but I was deflated. I'm like, damn, man. Fuck. 
And then Kevin Owens comes out. You know, you send the crowd home happy. You know, they they beat the crap out of uh, the Usos. Well, Jimmy Uso and then Roman Reigns. And then you get that that eye uh, stare down between uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And, you know, uh, Sami Zayn gets a standing ovation, you know. Um, I feel for Montreal, bro. I ain't going to lie to you, man. Because as much as I still want Cody and Roman, right? Like, I, I still want the match. I, st- I still believe in my heart that's the match. But at the same time, you can make the same argument for Sami Zayn, especially the storytelling within this whole bloodline story, right? I look at that. I'm like, yo, this is this is once in a lifetime here with with this match at the chamber. Once in a lifetime, like it's like all the stars aligned, and it's like if things would have been different, right? Meaning, if you'd have just taken one of those titles off of Roman, this would have been the guy to end the 900 day streak of Roman Reigns. This should have been the guy. Cause it yeah. just it felt too perfect, bro. Montreal, like it, it felt like once in a lifetime moment. And then you know, watching the the press conference, like I'm watching New Japan, and then I'm I'm watching the press conference on my phone. I'm watching that, and you know, Sami Zayn walking into the press conference, you could tell he was like a little bummed out. I'm, and not that, not in a selfish point of view where it's like I deserve to be champion. Not from that aspect. I think. He felt a little bit disconnected because he saw the disappointment from his hometown of of Montreal. And how can you not feel for that guy? What I will say this, I after last night, sooner rather than later, Sami Zayn needs to be a world champion. He he's a made guy at this point. He's a top level guy. And um just one last thing and I and I'll 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 get your thoughts on just everything that that happened last night in this main event. On Monday Night Raw, in Brooklyn, the smarkiest of smart crowds, okay? You have the two biggest baby faces in the whole company, Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn, sharing a ring. And the crowd did not turn on Cody, okay? That should end the conversation that Sami Zayn is so over that people are going to turn on Cody. That is not going to happen, all right? At least for the time being. That's not going to happen. That should put that conversation to rest for the time being. Because there's a lot of these fucking dirt sheet writers and quote-unquote reporters that are saying, oh, people are turning on Cody. Are you watching the same product as I am? Because they're not turning on Cody Rhodes. Yeah. So, geez, where did I even begin? You said it best. And that is the reason. This is the ultimate reason why Sami Zayn is not going to win the world title and that's because they had almost i guess what eight nine months to figure out how to separate these titles triple h had so many months to figure out how to get one of these belts off of roman reigns and right the wrong that vince mcmahon did because vince threw both these belts on roman and had no plan afterwards how to get them off he just wanted him to be double champ and then he was like you know what i guess i'll figure it out he had no plan And here we are, almost a year later, going into WrestleMania, and Roman still has both belts. That is the big issue here. That is why Sami Zayn is is basically... I don't really know if I want to say he's in the wrong place at the wrong time, because not really. Like, he's... he's, This is, like... This is his breakout. Like, he... Like you said, he's a made guy now. So, like, he's not really in the the wrong place at the wrong time. But in terms of winning the championship, he is. Because you have a guy like Cody Rhodes in there. 
Because if Cody Rhodes isn't here, then Sami Zayn is the guy because Roman's beating everybody else. But Cody Rhodes is more of a star than Sami Zayn. He just is. He's more of a draw. He's more of a top guy. They see Cody Rhodes as a top guy and not Sami Zayn. And can you blame them for that? Cody Rhodes, and I'm going to compare this to the Attitude Era, okay? And people, some of the old school fans are going to understand this. Cody Rhodes is what the Rock and Stone Cold was back in the Attitude Era. Sami Zayn is Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. I understand why everybody, you know, wants to see Sammy win the belt. Listen, I'm a big Sammy guy. I've I've I love Sammy. I've always loved Sammy. I don't know, man. I mean, we, we saw the Daniel Bryan thing. We saw the Kofi Kingston thing. And this is like basically the same exact thing. They aren't going to change the plans every single time this mm-hmm. happens. It's just unfortunately they really I don't want to say they can't, but they just shouldn't. They should just stick to their guns. I think I said this. I don't even know if I even lose track of where I say some of these things. But, like, I don't know if I said on the show or not, but to me, this feud has always been between Sami Zayn and the Usos more than it has Sami and Roman. I mean, as of late, it's been Sami and Roman. But it's always from the beginning of this Bloodline storyline. It was Sami Zayn trying to get the approval of Jey Uso, who didn't accept him. And then he does. And then, you know... It just, I just feel like it's always been about that. And now it's about that too, because now you have Jay conflicted of what to do and all that stuff. So the tag match makes sense. As much as people don't want to say it makes sense, it makes sense. Uh, and we're getting that. It's pretty clear. It's pretty obvious. After Kevin Owens comes back and all, and all the stuff that happened afterwards, we're getting that. I thought the finish of this definitely felt flat. And I think it was mainly because they did a swerve here. I think everybody was waiting for Jay Uso end up hitting Sammy with the chair. He may make you think he's going to hit Roman and then he hits Sammy. That didn't happen. We get Sammy uh, hitting him with the spear instead. So it looks like we're going to get like him getting mad because Sammy turned on him or something like that, which is like not what I thought was going to happen. So if, if they did that differently, I think the finish would have felt better. But I mean, listen, Sammy was never winning this match. Okay. I know a lot of people got fooled. He just never was winning. Cody and Roman is the match. That's the WrestleMania match. No, I don't yeah. want to see a triple threat. I don't want to see, like, Cody needs to get his moment, and he's the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns at this point. I don't know if Sami Zayn will ever become the world champion. If it wasn't last night, I don't know if it ever will. But last night was Sami Zayn's WrestleMania. Yeah. They knew they knew they were not giving Sami the WrestleMania moment and the WrestleMania main event because this yeah. was his WrestleMania. And I think he said he was fine with that because he'll never forget this. I, I will say this, though. Just based on Monday Night Raw with that segment between Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn, I ain't going to lie to you. Just to, I'm going to be perfectly honest, all right? And you might be like, oh, come on. I'm just going to be honest. For that quick second, they share that ring. I was like, you know what? Cody Rhodes is kind of making me want to see this triple threat now. Listen, that's how good Cody Rhodes is. He kind of yeah, made yeah. you want to – he made you believe for that one quick second, like – you know what? I kind of want to see a triple threat now. But no, but I do agree with you 1,000%. Cody Roman is the match, okay? Is the is the match, and we'll see what happens there, you know? Uh, I do feel for Sammy, and if things were just different, right, with the whole title situation, you know, coming out of Mania, we will see two world champions and Sammy Zayn and Cody Rhodes, but that's just not going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen coming out of, of of Mania with the whole title situation because, listen, if you're really going to have these separate shows and these 
two different networks. Listen, you need two world champions. If you have two women's champions, you need two world champions. I'm sorry. I it's uh, I know a lot of people's like, nah, we just need one single championship. But man, it's like Roman at this point. He's kind of like in a Brock Lesnar type role where he's like pops in whenever the fuck he wants. You know, are you going to be holding both those titles forever? You know, and then it's like if Cody wins it, right? Is Cody going to be – listen, I, listen. Cody's a great, generous guy, but I don't think he's going to be working all these events. Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, tell me why. Tell me why. And this would be so lame because, I mean, why couldn't they just do this with Roman Reigns? Tell me why I just – I have a feeling that Cody Rhodes is going to win these two belts and he's going to be like, I only want the WWE title. That was the one title that my dad didn't hold, whatever. This universal title um, is the new title, but I don't need it and I don't want to be selfish as that. And he just relinquishes the, the, the freaking universal and that's how we separate them. Tell me why I believe that's the route we're going to freaking go on. I would rather – And like why couldn't Roman do that? I would – what I would rather see is Cody defend the title separately. That's what I would like to see. He, yeah, but like you said, is he going to work double duty on every show? Maybe he'll do it for a month. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all right. Well, a month is better than, you know, I don't know. I just, how the hell are they going to freaking separate these belts, man? How are they going to do this? I don't know, it dude. Should not be, it, it should not be that hard, to be honest. It, it's pro wrestling. It should not be that hard. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I because you, you remember when Becky won the WrestleMania 35? Remember when Becky won the women's title, like, in that three-way winner takes all? And then she yeah. defended, like, the title separately? Maybe Cody does that in a month, and then he drops the universal title. Because when Cody, and I feel like we talked about this before, when Cody first came back after WrestleMania, that Monday Night Raw, he specifically said, I want the WWE Championship. That's the title that eluded my father. Now, when he came back this recent time after the Rumble, he changed his verbiage around. He said now he wants the Undisputed Universal title. Well, the- yeah, because they probably told him. They're probably like, say it right. Say it right. Yeah, so I, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but listen, at the end of the day, as, as great as WWE is, you know, they get the congratulations. Congratulations. You played yourself. Because they should have separated these titles a while ago, okay? Especially when that you had the Money in the Bank briefcase lingering there. You didn't have to have Austin Theory cash in. You could have had Austin lose a briefcase to someone else and then have, you could have done it that way. They get the congratulations. Yeah, I mean, listen, like you, like you referred to it, Becky... Um, if I'm not mistaken, they used the money in the bank to get one of the belts off of her, right? I think, or something like that. Um, but like, I don't know how they're gonna do it this time around. Listen, I guess we'll see. But they really backed themselves into a wall with this freaking double champion shit. And again, oh, yeah. you can blame you can blame Vince McMahon, but tri- Triple H. Oh had yeah, they get to congratulations. Like six months, too. six Absolutely. or seven months to yep. figure out how to do this, and. Uh, he couldn't, so there you go. I mean, couldn't you imagine if, like, just say Drew McIntyre was a WWE champion and Roman was a universal title? You could have Drew versus Cody and Sammy versus Roman, and there you go. Makes everybody happy. You have two world championship matches. Sammy gets what he deserves, and there you go. But now we don't get that because Roman's holding two belts. So there you go. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think what else do I want to talk about. You know, there's more stuff to talk about, but I'm just trying to wrap up on, like, the WWE aspect of things. Okay, one more thing. For on this world uh, title topic, you know, because we haven't done a show in two weeks. 
you know, Cody Rhodes, we praise him so much, like how great he is, you know, like I, not only in the ring, but just like his, his promos, right? Two weeks ago, we get this in-ring segment between uh, Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman, okay? People prior to this segment, right, was like, oh, how are we going to get this Roman and Cody story? Doesn't make sense. Like, really? Blah, blah, blah. Sammy should be the guy. That one promo took all those thoughts away because now you have a built-in story. Now you do. And it, and it revolves around Dusty. And I know a lot of people are getting tired with the Cody Rhodes talk and talking about his father. I'm personally not subscribed to that. I'm cool with it as long as if and when Cody does win the title, I did it for my father. Now this is my story to tell. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think Cody's sick of it too. But I think he knows that that's the only way that this could be. Like he, like he, I think he knows that Dusty needs to be involved in this story at least in this chapter yeah this chapter to get to the world title he's even said in interviews too he's tired of people talking about dusty and comparing him to dusty he just wants people to talk about him um i think he said that after the royal rumble that he feels like triple h for the first time ever saw him as actually him and not dusty um but yeah i mean this whole entire segment was beautiful i can't wait to get more of this now that elimination chamber is over with and listen it's only going to take one babyface cody promo in the ring with roman in there or another paul Heyman uh back and forth to get people totally back on the cody bandwagon if they've wavered between uh that promo segment which was what two weeks ago already and you know elimination chamber because now i think coming out of this everybody's going to want to see sammy in there but all it's going to take is that one cody promo to get people back on the cody train and I can't wait for that because here we go, man. We're full steam, full speed ahead to WrestleMania now. Now it's got to be Co- – we need to see Cody and Roman interactions. We need to see Cody and Paul Heyman interactions again. I don't want to really see – and I know we're probably going to get it because you're not, they're not just going to forget about it. But I think Sammy should focus more on just the Usos now. I don't think we should see him and Roman together in interacting because the focus needs to be on Cody and Roman now. So – yeah, listen, I, I can't wait for this build, man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And uh, like you said, nobody's turning on Cody, so that's a good thing. And, uh, yeah, away we go. Also, you can't forget the Jay and Roman story. That's a story to be told. I think that's going to be told after Mania. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think Jay, they're going to continue that and or maybe SummerSlam or something. You get a big Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns match or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's why they they. It's interesting the way they did that, man. I did not expect it. I thought Jay was gonna side with Roman and, and turn on Sammy, but they went a different direction. I don't hate it. I just wasn't expecting it. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll see what where it goes. But uh, just adds another layer to the story. It's great. Uh, just to wrap up, this is what I would love to see at Mania. And tell me if you like this idea or not. If we do indeed get, which I'm 1,000, listen, if I was a betting man, this is where I'm putting all my chips in. A tag match for the tag titles, KO and Sammy versus the Usos, right? What I will like to see is after the match is over and if Sammy and KO win those tag titles, mm-hmm. I definitely would like to see an acknowledgement with Jay and Sammy where it's like, all right, we went to war and they either fist bump, they hug or something like I would love to see that, you know. Jimmy yeah. doesn't necessarily have to get involved like that or KO, but I really would love to see that moment because just this whole year-long story between those two, like you said, going back to what you said, you know, the the, the real origin story of the, the, the bloodline is really between Sammy and Jay. Absolutely. Yeah, so, from the beginning. So I really would like to see that 
acknowledgement there. You know, like it'll be it'll be like a chef's kiss, right? And that further continues telling the story between Roman and Jay, where it's like. Yo, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like question Roman questioning Jay even more, and then you can continue telling that story. But that's what I would love to see. I'm not sure if we're gonna get that. But um, yeah, man, D- dude, I am WWE is hitting at all cylinders right now. I'm so pumped up. You're gonna be there at WrestleMania, bro. I'm I'm jealous for you. Not saying that I, I want to go to Mania because I do not want to go, but I'll be watching it, bro. And man. Yeah, that energy, it's going to be insane, bro, over there, because WWE is just hitting in, in every single aspect. The only thing I ask is that they main event this tag match uh, for night one, man. I, I just feel like there's no bigger story, there's no bigger match than this match. I mean, again, people are downplaying the tag match so much. The amount of tweets last night, even from, like, some, like top people, like, you know, like... Uh, Brandon Walker's from Barcelona stuff that are downplaying, oh, I can't believe the hottest act in the company is going to be de- demoted to a tag match at WrestleMania. You don't understand. Like, that. Like, he's not being demoted to a tag match. Bro, it bothers me so much. I'm not going to go on a rant here because it's not worth it. But, like, <laughs> dude, this is a big-time match, and especially if it main events night one. I mean, that it doesn't get much bigger than that. Sami Zayn pinning Jay Uso to end the Uso's longest reigning tag run and him winning the tag titles with his best friend in the main event of WrestleMania – it, I mean, come on, man. That's a great freaking moment. So all I ask is that main event's night one, and then night two, obviously, Roman and Cody. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this – listen, I'm excited for it. It's going to be awesome. The energy is going to be great. With the just the, the announced matches so far for WrestleMania and all the rumored matches that I think we're most likely going to get added, this has potential to be one of the best WrestleMania cards of all time. And I don't even think that's a – a bold statement to make. I think if you look at this for all the rumored things and what we have announced so far, of course it's got to deliver. But just looking at that card, it's potential to be one of the best cards we have seen in years, if not ever. That's what I'm going to say. Dude, and not even that, but just look at the momentum that WWE has been having with yep. these pay-per-views. Like, why yep. would it not, it not be one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time? It look has at the, no reason look, not. Yeah. Look at the momentum we are in right now. In this WWE realm. Dude, for years, for years, it's like all the top stories culminate at WrestleMania, right? For for years, they've kind of wavered away from that. Now it's like, okay, you add Edge and Finn, that ends that story. You add Brock and Bobby, that ends that story. Cody and Roman ends that story. The Bloodline, Sammy, KO, Usos ends that story. There's so much story that's going to come to a head. And that's that's what WrestleMania is all about, man. The top stories coming to an end. And we have not had that in years. It's so refreshing, and I'm so excited. Man, so good, man. So fucking awesome. All right, let's uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about New Japan. There's a, there's a couple things that we got to talk about New Japan, but I want to start off with last night. They had, um, on top of the Elimination Chamber being a phenomenal show, we had also another show that was happening as well, and that was happening in San Jose uh, for New Japan. Okay? One of the, the headline matches was Mercedes Money. Sasha Banks versus Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship. This women's match was fucking fantastic. I love this women's match. I added this match to my list of matches already. Ah, Sasha looked great. I'm still gonna call her Sasha. Between Sasha and Mercedes, I'm listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna get used to the Mercedes, but Sasha looked great. Um, she looked like she was having fun. Um, that was my biggest takeaway. Uh, Kyrie, she's amazing as well. Um, you know, I'm showing some little respect to Kyrie and Asuka with my shirt today. Um, 
This match was great, dude. I I, I love the table spot. Uh, you know, during like the towards the tail end of the match, and yeah, Mercedes Monet is your new IWGP Women's Champion, and you know she was all in her field. She played a uh, tribute to Hanukkah Mora, which I thought was like oh, Chef's kiss. Sasha's happy, man. Um, uh, there's been a lot of like video clips that we've been seeing online of you know the days uh, leading up to the her Tokyo Dome uh, debut at Wrestle Kingdom and her at the Tokyo Dome. And there's this one where she uh, bumps into Kenny Omega, and, and I just love that interaction. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing how happy Sasha was to see Kenny and how happy Kenny was to see Sasha. And first thing Kenny says, like, oh, my God, I love this, like her hair. And <laughs> and we were even putting it over, like, that that weekend after uh, Wrestle Kingdom, how awesome Sasha Banks' hair looked. And, um, you know, I've, in the past, even on this show, you're going back many, many moons ago, okay? This is a couple years ago. You know, I've been, I was very critical on Sasha. You know, not her NXT stuff. Her NXT stuff was amazing. But, like, her first, like, couple of years in the in the main roster before she took her hiatus, I, I just, I don't know, man. Something was just not clicking with me and Sasha. Um, I thought at times she was coming off, you know, her passion sometimes came off a little bit as she her being a spoiled brat. But then she took that hiatus and she came back with the blue hair. And from that moment on, man, Sasha Banks has impre- impressed me 1,000%. You know, some may argue that her and Bailey and also Roman, they carried the WWE product during the pandemic. You know, they were the every time they were on TV, they were the highlights of the show, okay? Um, big fan of Sasha now, and I'm just I'm just happy to see her happy again and just having fun and and you know her doing this new Japan stuff was something that she dreamed of. She said it even when she was still in the WWE how she wanted to wrestle for Japan and be part of New Japan, and she's doing that. So um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what else she does. You know. Yeah, uh, Sasha Banks from the beginning has been has always been like out of all the four horsewomen, she's always been my favorite personally and the one that stood out to me. Although she hasn't really out of the, all the four, you know, obviously Charlotte being the number one that they always pushed, Becky really the number two. They never really like. Can you really think of a memorable Sasha Banks besides the NXT stuff or, or her NXT reign? A memorable main roster women's championship reign that was like that memorable. From yeah. Sasha Banks, maybe the one where she dropped it to Bianca Belair, but really, like, I can't even. It, she, she never really had that memorable like run like Becky did, like Charlotte right. did, even Bailey. Like during the pandemic, Bailey's run was pretty memorable. Even the first time Bailey won it, um, you know, years and years ago, I feel like Sasha never really had that. And it's pretty, it's it's pretty crazy to think about because, in my opinion, my stand by this. I mean, especially after last night. I mean, I guess you could argue it, but I, if you argue it, I would love to know who is better. I think Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, is the best women's professional wrestler in the freaking world. Th- who is? Who else th- is? Th- the, only, the only argument that people will say would be Charlotte. But that's, like, the only one. Because, like, yeah. even with Becky, like, listen, I love Becky. I love me some Becky, all right? But when it comes to, like, an in-ring performer... I would probably tip my hat up a little bit more for Sasha, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's not taking anything away from Becky. No, no, no. And and listen, this is, and this is like, I think the other argument you can make is like one to one A and one to one B, right? And that's not, that's not even a bad thing. That just just shows how great they are. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, Um, right. But listen, Sasha 
to me, right, since she returned from her hiatus in the WWE, pretty much when she started the whole blue hair gimmick. From that point on, going forward, till now, till last night, I have never seen Sasha look bad. That's how that's how good she has been in like the last couple of years. She's been fucking yeah. amazing. And Dude, she's truly she's truly the goat of women's wrestling. And again, this is my this is in my opinion, I don't have to agree with it or anything. I'm sure there's probably gonna be some people listening to us who like are like fucking watch stardom like religiously like oh you know uh well julia and i mean starlight kid are uh you know what years ahead of them and i'm like oh i don't watch that shit so i don't know that but like i will say my... i will say julia looks like you're right okay yeah yeah <laughs> she she's incredible so, from she what i've so seen amazing. from oh, her yeah. oh great yeah no 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 I, no I get i get what you're saying too and and then there's like the also the thing with the mercedes also we're going to keep bouncing between Mercedes and Sasha. Like, that's just going to be yeah, a yeah, thing. That's fine. But that's the fine. thing with with her is also she gets a lot of hate as well, right? And I think a lot of people are stuck on prior to her hiatus and maybe some of, like, her politicking or maybe, quote-unquote, backstage attitude or maybe, like, her not performing compared to how she was performing NXT. Because, listen, also, I don't want to sugarcoat it either. Prior prior to that hiatus, you know, there was a lot of clunkiness from Sasha from that first run on the main roster. Like, she wasn't, like, wrestling at par to her NXT stuff. But then the second she came back from her hiatus, oh, forget it. She came back. Maybe she just needed a break. Hey, listen, people sometimes need breaks. She took that break, and then she was so refreshed. Like, she was just hitting at every fucking peak. She was just hitting it. She was hitting home runs. So... Listen, that sometimes happens with performers. Um, but she does get that online online criticism sometimes where she's like, oh, she's a botch machine. Oh, she can't do this. Listen, man, everybody has a bad night. But to me, I don't – listen, this this run that Mercedes has been on in recent years I think has been fantastic, and she proved it once again last night with that match with Kyrie. Amazing match. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, listen, she gets a bad rap because of, uh, you know, everybody thinks she's spoiled this and that. She doesn't get her way. She cries. She leaves, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh yeah, you know she's a she's a bitch to the fans and who will fucking wait at the airport this and that. Listen, uh, well she I should really be. Don't, <laughs> she should. Yeah, be. right, right. I'm not even gonna touch on that because that's like goes without saying that. Like, I mean, come on. Uh, I could see why people would think like, oh, she's spoiled. She's entitled this and that. I just think she really fucking loves this shit she does. Man, and cares about it. She does. I don't think she's. I don't think she thinks she's entitled. I don't think she is uh, being a spoiled brat or a baby. I just think she cares about this shit so much. That, like, she just doesn't, like, when something, like, goes wrong with that, with the tag titles, whatever the hell happened there, she just wants to better herself, and she knows her worth, and I do I don't see anything wrong with that. I was always defending Sasha in these situations, and I'll continue to defend her uh, until the day she hangs it up, because I truly just think she fucking cares about this so much. She really does. And if you watch that documentary, which you were mentioning before, the one where she meets Kenny and everything, I watched that shit. It's, like, I think it's, like, 15 minutes or whatever. It's worth the watch. She cries probably like 15 times in that whole entire thing. And it's like genuine tears, bro, because she actually loves this stuff. Not everybody in this business loves this thing. Some people, it's just a freaking job to them. But she actually cares about it and has so much passion for it. And how could you not love and appreciate that? Okay? Last night, she looked like a freaking star. 1, she looked like a million bucks from the entrance alone, the Hannah Kimura look. To as soon as she got in there and the bell freaking rung, her and Kyrie had insane chemistry this is the best women's match I've seen in a long, long time. I already edited it to the list too. <laughs> any, man. any freaking, 
any doubters, any haters that were hating on her after the botched move at Wrestle Kingdom and after the promo and all that, and were downplaying, oh, she didn't get a pop and this and that, they could shut their mouths because Mercedes Monet fucking showed everybody that she is is the goat. She's she's just the goat. Nine months away from the ring, and she has never looked better. She did not look like she missed a freaking beat in there. She killed it. She won the belt, which was no surprise. She's going to put this belt on the freaking map. I can't wait to see who she wrestles next, where she goes next. I am excited as hell for this run for Mercedes in New Japan. And she has said numerous times, Japan has always been her dream, yes. not WWE. Yes. That was never the dream. It just came calling first. Now she's living out her dream. Not to mention she ended the show. Show with Okada! With Okada! Okada. She He's ended the show. Listen, if New Japan does not have... If you didn't think New Japan had any stock on Sasha Banks, she ends the show with the number one guy in the fucking company. She is living her absolute best life right now. And now, yet now my question is, is Sasha Banks part of chaos? That's my question now. Is she a part of chaos? That's my question. Sure, why not? Yeah, be the first. The first woman to ever the, enter the, chaos. The first lady of chaos. Oh, man. Oh, my God, dude. That would, I mean, them tagging together is just something that so I don't think anybody ever saw coming. I mean, oh. dude, 2023 is already mind boggling, right? It's it's already it's already crazy. I, I can't even, like, it's just nuts. I mean, Okada teamed up with Kenny Omega. Now he's potentially going to team up with Sasha Banks. Like, what what world do we live in? Okay, Ryan. I love throwing these, the, these, um, these, like, questions from the past at you because I like I, I always like to see your reaction and I've done this a couple times with you so I'm gonna ask you what if right back at Wrestlemania 37 that was the first Wrestlemania after the pandemic all right that was yeah. one of the main events was Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair right what yeah. if somebody would have came up to you in the crowd because you was there live okay you was there live you was watching this incredible main event between Sasha and Bianca what if after that match somebody would have came up to you and said you know Ryan couple years from now you see sasha banks she's gonna be in new japan and she's gonna be next to okada ending a show what would have been your reaction i'd be like no shot she's ever leaving WWE. <laughs> i said i said yeah she is never leaving this company ever she's i cannot see her anywhere but wwe and that's a, that would be my exact reaction and I, and I just and i would be like you know when you have a conversation with a wrestling fan and they You're just like start, yeah sure whatever they, they just have they start having like they start fantasy booking this shit that you know is just never right. happening ever like that would that would have been my thing i would have been like yeah, yeah oh dude that would be cool and i'd be like turning my head be like this guy's a fucking mark, bro. like this shit never it's gonna happen so cool bro i, I love shit Unreal. like this though that's it, why it, wrestling is right. the best bro really you is. just never freaking know what you're gonna get and you never like just, I mean, Sasha Banks leaving WWE, uh, like, when she walked out last year, like, I thought she was going to take a couple months off like she did that one time, mm -hmm. come back, and that's it. Never in a million years did I think she was going to sign with New Japan and freaking be doing what she's doing now. Like, it's it's unreal. So good, man. So fucking good. Well, speaking about New Japan, right? Because there's more stuff happening in New Japan. Listen, you know, we're talking about how great WWE is. Well, New Japan also, they've been, you know, they've been building some momentum since Wrestle Kingdom. Um, uh, last, it was like two weeks ago, a new beginning was happening. I ended up watching a couple of matches on there. Um, good show. I enjoyed the show. Um, Okada had a great match with Shingo. Added that match to the, to the list of matches that I want to talk about at the end of the year. Um, but the biggest news coming out of that was Hukuleo and Jay White. Hukuleo beats Jay White. You know, Jay White takes that, um, that last, like, hurrah in, in Japan. You know, he gets a standing ovation. 
But he also still has one more New Japan shot, and that was last night against Eddie Kingston, okay? Um, also, by the way, at the new beginning, uh, Tamatunga and ELP had a great match, too. That was another really, really good match as well, so I wanted to give them uh, credit as well. Okay, so last night we get Eddie Kingston, Jay White. Great match. All right, they beat the fucking crap out of each other, man. Very stiffsky, okay? <laughs> they were laying that shit in. Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, man. So the stipulation was like, all right, Jay White is still technically part of New Japan, but just he can't go to Japan, all right? Now the, the, now the stipulation was loser can't be in New Japan anything, all right? That's it. You're done. And Eddie Kingston wins. Jay White takes that... Um, that pretty much that last goodbye, and then we got a, a, a post um, beatdown with um, Dave Finley. I don't want to talk about that yet. I don't want to specifically talk about Jay White. Yeah. Uh, Jay White, man, I think for those that know me, that knows I'm a big Jay White guy, all right? You know, last night, seeing him come out and just knowing that that was the last time I'm going to hear this. <clears throat> Jay White! Pained me so much. And potentially the, the final time you ever hear that theme song, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So many, listen, so many different layers, bro. There's so many different layers here. Yeah. Uh, but listen, Jay White, man, he had such an incredible run in, in New Japan, man. Um, I do think that his world title runs weren't that great. They weren't bad, but they were just average at best, right? I do mm -hmm. feel like... Him as a secondary champion were better reigns, like the Intercontinental, like the United States champion, like the Never Openweight champion. So um, I do believe those reigns were stronger and just, just felt like bigger deals, in my opinion, than his world title run. Nonetheless, Jay White was the catalyst, okay? He was, listen, he, he single-handedly, okay, sold out Madison Square Garden and the United Center, okay? He did that. Nobody else did. He did that, okay? Rem remember that, all right? Now, the question is, where is Jay White going to go? Okay. AEW or WWE? Now, if you believe the rumors, rumors, okay, rumors, quote-unquote rumors, all right? There's a rumor out there that WWE ain't worried con or concerned about Jay White right now, that they're trying to get a, a Kenny Omega. I am not subscribed to those rumors at all, okay? I do not see Kenny Omega leaving AEW at all. Um that's just my opinion. Don't see it happening. I, I think um, I think it was Dave that reported this. I think, listen, Dave in the last year has been talking so much fucking garbage. He's been getting a plethora of shit wrong. So listen, at this point, Sean Ross Sapp is fucking killing you in this game, all right? Dave, go retire. Go sit down somewhere. Let Brian Alvarez take over because, Dave, you are completely fucking washed at this point. Don't want to hear from you anymore. Uh, <laughs> I do not, I'm not subscribed to these rumors. I think Kenny is... is is staying with AEW, and yep. listen, I, I'm I'm leaning more towards Jay White going to WWE, man. I just feel like he's gonna get lost in the shuffle in AEW, dude. I feel like he's gonna make a bigger impact in in WWE, man. Like what what if? Okay, who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Roman loses all the titles at Mania, and then on SmackDown he cuts a promo, or maybe on Raw he cuts a promo saying like. You know, the bloodline doesn't appreciate me. I gave him everything. I gave you fans everything during the pandemic and this and that, blah, blah. He just, just starts ripping it out on the fans and boom, lights go out. Or lights don't even have to come out. We see someone coming out of the crowd come in, boom, Blade Runner. And he, Jay White doesn't say anything. You just made a guy and you took out the biggest guy in the company. 
Roman takes a break. When he comes back, you already have a built-in story there. Boom. Roman Reigns, Jay White. Like, there's so many different ways you could make Jay White in one night. Because, listen, Jay White is not going to NXT, all right? He's not. Jay White going to NXT is so disrespectful. That's not happening. Jay White is going to get a AJ Styles treatment if he goes to the WWE. That's what's happening if he goes there. I love AEW, man, but I just I just don't want to see him in AEW. He's going to get lost, bro. And Jay White is too big of a fucking superstar to let that shit not mean anything. I'm sorry. I think in WWE, he's, he's going to be the guy. I think it'll, it'll be a very easy transition for him to go into that WWE style if he goes to WWE. I think it, it's going to be night and day for him. He was made for a WWE style. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I agree 100%. I mean, uh, this, listen, if you asked me a year ago, I would say AEW is a better spot for Jay White. But fast forward to now, I'm leaning more towards WWE as well. And listen, AEW's got, I mean, we've talked about this at length before, about how big their roster is and how many guys they have under contract and how many potential world champions they have lined up, okay? Young guys that could potentially be world champion like, you know, I, I can already tell you, like, the next three AEW world champions, not that I think are going to be, but, like, that could potentially be, okay? Jay White goes there, and he's not going to be inserted into the main event storyline because there's so many guys in the main event right now. There's so many guys you could plug in there. He's there's absolutely— so many guys that they're, they're not even on TV. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, like he's going to get completely lost in the shuffle there, whereas if you go to WWE— they're starving for more main event guys. They're, they're, they're st- That's why when Cody went over there, it was like Cody fit right in right away is because they were starving for another top babyface star. And Cody knew that, I guess. I don't know if he knew that, but I mean, I mean, he's not a stupid guy. And he just fit like a glove there. And he fits the WWE style better than AEW. I think the same goes for Jay White. Not that I don't think he would kill it in AEW. I just feel like WWE is the better spot for him and listen like they did this whole thing where it's like now he loses he's banned from new japan bro if he was going if he was going to AEW, you could still go to new japan this tells me he's going to wwe like it just it's i think it's a done deal i think all everything that uh dave came out and said all like wwe they're not worried about jay white they're more focused on omega i don't think they're worried about jay white because i think they know they got jay i think listen i think i think dave Meltzer has dementia at this point I, th- I, th- I just yeah. I just think he I just think he just talks for the sake of talking I think I just I'm not I don't yeah I, I don't I don't hate Dave but I I know why people love to to rag on him um but I mean like we were saying before there's there's just no shot Kenny Omega leaves new uh, no. AW. I no. mean there's this there's so much going on with him right now I just don't see him leaving there dude I think it's a hundred percent done deal locked in that jay white is going to wwe and man like that's gonna be nuts like that's gonna be crazy dude like as if wrestling can't get any more nuts like jay white going to wwe and listen like like you said he did everything he could possibly do in new japan i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna still miss him in new japan but i'm gonna still miss him in new japan but like but but like what else yeah what else can he do bro yeah there's nothing yeah i mean how many times can we see him versus okada tanahashi the same people I need to see him against fresh faces, and I need to see him more 
in America, man. Like, I want to go be going to WWE shows and buying Jay White merch and, and seeing Jay White in these top so, matches at so, these top WWE shows. Like, Well, listen, I'm going to always support Jay White. And if he has a cool WWE shirt, because WWE shirts are like hit or miss, right? It's either a good design yeah, yeah, or a terrible design. Yeah. I'm just happy that if he does go to WWE, I could rock my Jay White New Japan merch. Okay. Yeah, That's right. what hey, I got my Jay White stuff too. So yeah, <laughs> I could be like one of those guys. That, oh, you know, I like Jay White before liking Jay White was cool. Yeah, you know, you know like, oh, dude. But um, listen, man, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Jay White New Japan. I'm gonna miss him getting announced. But listen, I think yeah. I think WWE's gonna be his new home, bro. And it, I'm so curious. Cool. I'm really curious too because I was thinking about this too, and how like you know when AJ Styles made his debut. Um, at WWE, he still got to keep, you know, the phenomenal. Like, he owns that, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Like, every organization he went to, he's always been the phenomenal one, right? I'm really curious to see what they plan on doing with Jay White because even with Cody, he didn't come out, come back as dashing Cody Rhodes or any of that stuff. No, he came back as the American Nightmare, right? This fucking brand that he's built outside of WWE. Now, I'm curious to see, like... Maybe the maybe Switchblade or King Switch that might be a New Japan property, right? But the yeah. catalyst of pro wrestling, I think that might, I think he might own that. So like, I really don't want to get like a cookie cutter nickname for JY. Like, I don't want him to be like, I don't know, like uh, like the Blade Runner JY. Like, no, no, no. Like, I, I like I want him to seem like I'm the catalyst of all professional wrestling. That's why I'm here. Like, I want to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he doesn't get the King Switch and the Switchblade uh, nickname, like, okay. Like, I understand that. Maybe New Japan owns it. But, like, the catalyst of pro wrestling, I feel like he still, I think he might own that. So, I would love to see him come into WWE with that moniker. Yeah, I think if Vince was still running the show, I think we we would we should be a little bit more worried. But dude, like Triple H has got his finger on the pulse, man. Like he knows he he knows better. So I'm not worried at all, man. I'm not worried about them changing his name. Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about them changing a lot of his like look up. And like you said, like the American Nightmare Cody comes out with a freaking same jacket he came out with in AEW. He comes out with the same like <laughs> the, the Cody Vader, like the smoke, all the pyro. So like I just feel like if Jay White wanted to like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's if New Japan doesn't own the Switchblade and stuff. I think he could still come out with a jacket with a knife on it, man. Like, I don't right. see why not, you know? I, I, that's why I was, if you remember, I remember last year during WrestleMania when when Cody made his return and he had that phenomenal match with Rollins. You know, there were still some people like, I can't believe he really went back. He, you know, he left AEW. What was there to fucking complain about Cody Rhodes returning to WWE if he had the exact presentation as AEW nothing change nothing and people are still gonna complain now he's gonna main event Wrestlemania in a month and then there was a lot plethora of peckerheads that were like oh he's gonna be stardust in a month like you fucking morons yeah I mean dude this is why too like I'm so glad that we watch both or like every wrestling promotion well, not everyone, but you know, like the main ones, like WWE <laughs> and AEW. We, we really had to throw that in there. Yeah, right? I, I just I had to think about that for a second because I don't want. To. But we we want we watch WWE and AEW, and of, of course, there's like there's wrestlers. And I prefer, I you know, like if somebody's a free agent, I'm always gonna like prefer somebody going one place over the other. But let's be honest, like we watch both, so like. In the end, who really cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, Jay White goes AEW. Great. I watch AEW religiously. He goes to WWE. Great. I watch WWE religiously. Like, 
I don't really give a I, fuck where I, he goes, bro. Like, I'm going to watch him no matter what. So, like, I really uh, but thought, in this case, I, I really prefer thought, him going to WWE. I really thought you were going to say something else after, like, I watch WWE religiously. Listen, he goes to Impact. I, no, I don't watch it religiously. Yeah, you know, I was going to I was going to You were going to cut some slack this week because I don't, you know. Uh um, listen, I'm excited for what Jay White does, man. Forever breathe with the switchblade. That's my guy, man. Big Jay White guy. And yeah, let's see what he does, dude. I'm really, I'm really intrigued, bro. I'm really intrigued. I me too, man. It's so exciting, man. Something fresh, something new. Like I said, WWE needs it more. They need some more guys at the top. And uh it's just it'll be cool to see him in that setting, man. I I, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but uh oof, imagine the night after WrestleMania, bro. <laughs> Jay White appearing on Raw. You never know. All right, Ryan. I, I, I feel like you're going to bury this. Oh, great. I feel. What's Come your, on, I put a lot of stuff over. No, I think no, it's no, no, no. <laughs> what do you feel about uh, David Finley last night? I just love the fact that when everybody turns heel, they just throw a leather jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bury it. Oh, I think, woo! Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to bury okay, it. Okay, good, I, good, good. Good. I think it makes sense. You know what? I, I was kind of waiting to see the Bullet Club shirt reveal. That's what I thought we were going to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, listen, David Listen, David Finley, with that attitude he had. Listen, I, first of all, I like David Finley. I think the guy, compared to when he first started in Japan, like he looks totally different now. He's gotten in great shape. Um, now, granted, last night, you know, when he came out for this heel promo, he was like switchblade of Jace, right? <laughs> like, he, yeah. was, he, he came out like, Jay, it was like Jay White light, okay? Yeah. And I'm not trying to diss him, but I, I loved his attitude. I love that he's shitting on the audience. And listen, he made a lot of good points. He really did. You couldn't really go against him. And if if they indeed go with David Finley being the new leader of Bullet Club, listen, man, I'm into it. Why not? Why the hell not? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I know you might not be, but I'm here for it. Throw up the two sweet, baby. Woo! The Finley era is upon us. God, you're all you're already on board. You're I'm pumped up, baby. I'm pumped up, baby. The Finley era. Listen, I'm not gonna shit on it just because I do like David Finley and I think he deserves better. And I think, you know, him and Jay White came in together as young lions. They have a lot of history together. Um, Jay has I feel like Finley has always been jealous that Jay got all the opportunities and the 1, big spotlight. He was a bigger star. So I think on the way out, it kind of made sense for David Finley to be like, all right, fuck you, goodbye, fuck your era, see you later. I'm going to take over now. I'm taking and over. I'm does. taking your leather jacket. I'm taking yeah, your right. gimmick. The switchblade. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the new switchblade. Dude, I don't hate it. I really don't. If he takes over Bullet Club, yeah, I know I said that I think Bullet Club should die. Yes. I'm, still, I'm, still on that, I'm still on that bandwagon. I think Bullet Club should die. But I will be okay with it because I do like David Finley and I think he deserves better because I think he's very underrated and uh, I think now could potentially be his time because again there's always been that guy that's over yep. that's been overshadowing him and the Jay White was that big guy now without Jay White maybe David Finley could you know get bumped up the card and I think he can impress a lot of people so I don't hate it at all I think it makes perfect sense we'll see where it goes I. I Dude, there's so many times where I feel like there was rumors of David Finley leaving New Japan, right? Like, wasn't there a big rumor about him leaving to go to NXT not too long ago? Yeah, I look, guess he signed there for a long time. I don't know what his contract look, status is. Look, but... look at him now. Now he's Switchblade Light. Look at that. Yeah, so <laughs> look at there that. you go. <laughs> look I guess at there's always got to be that one guy that comes in afterwards to, uh, you know, take over and 
hey, maybe it's David Finley's time. Who knows? I'm here for hate. it. I'm here for it. I'm here for the. Uh, fin- yeah. I'm here for the Finley era. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, man. So many good stuff, but you know what? We're going to give someone a congratulations real quick. Tony Khan, you get one of these. Oh. Congratulations. You played yourself. Man, I just don't understand why you can't focus on your own shit. Focus on your own shit. You're fucking going at Ariel Halani. I do love Michael Cole's zinger last night at the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> well played by Cole. But come on, man. I... I Listen, Ariel Halani, he's a great guy. All right. I just don't, I don't, is he opinionated? Yes, but he doesn't have no agenda or anything, man. Listen, if you didn't like the interview you fucking had with Ariel Halani, well, that's on you, bro. Like, I don't think Ariel Halani was unprofessional or anything like that. It's just, listen, man, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And in, in this bubble that we're in now, right? A lot of people that have, like, an online presence feel like they could just put whatever it is that they want to put out there, right? And when you attack someone or you go at someone and they respond with something in savagery mode, right, like Ariel does sometimes. Meanwhile, Meltzer does it too, okay? It's not just Ariel and Meltzer. There's a plethora of people that do it, right? But the thing is that we live in a bubble where I'm going to judge this person, but I'm not going to judge the other person that's doing the exact same thing that this person does, right? Mm -hmm. So if they have like a take that you don't like or they just destroy you online, which Ariel Halani does, oh, and now all of a sudden Ariel Halani just is one-sided with his views or or he's like, you know, he has an agenda. Most unbiased journalism ever. Listen, man, I like Ariel Halani. I think he's a a cool – I think he's a – I think I enjoy his work, not just in the wrestling world, but just all in combat sports. I think he's a great, smart guy. And I, I feel like I could say that because I met the guy, okay? I was part of a conversation that I shouldn't have been part of. So You were, you were boys, so you... you <laughs> listen, I won't necessarily say that me and Ariel Halani are boys, but... Just he, own it. Come on, listen, come on. but he's a great guy. And, yo, Tony Khan, I love you, but you focus on your shit, bro. Focus on your product. Focus on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Focus on, like, your soccer stuff that you have going on. Come on, man. This is not a good look. I feel like when Tony does shit like this, he's like he's trying to play Eric Bischoff. But the, here's the difference between Eric Bischoff and Tony Khan. When Eric Bischoff was doing trolling back in the Monday Night Wars before trolling was even a thing, okay, when he was a troll, he already had, like, a TV presence. So it made sense for him to troll people, right? When he used yeah. to talk about Vince McMahon or he used, to, or he used to, like, bury people, right? Like, it made sense for him to do it because he already was playing a heel on TV. Tony, you're not Eric Bischoff, bro. I feel like somebody needs to fucking take that cell phone away from Tony. Because when I see shit like this, it's so fucking cringe, bro. So... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I so I was out Friday night, so I like I didn't really watch any of the wrestling till um, Saturday morning. And I like you know, of course, my phone's blowing up. I see like you know, I'm in group chats of stuff, and so I see like this Tony Khan tweet. So at first, like I see it, and like I I just open like I see it like um you know in the text. I didn't like actually open up like click on the thing and and open up Twitter. So I thought it was like maybe a fake Tony Khan account or something like that. And then I saw it was the real Tony Khan. I'm like. I'm confused. I'm like, what's the context behind this? I'm like, why is he just randomly calling Ariel a fraud? And then, like, one of my friends was like, oh, like, Ariel appeared on SmackDown. I was like, okay. And? And? Like, like, so, like, what happened? I just didn't get it. And then I remembered that 
Ariel Helwani was saying that uh, Tony Khan was his worst interview, one of the most frustrating ones ever because he didn't want to answer anything. He didn't want to talk about the CM Punk stuff. To, to Tony Khan's defense, I mean, yeah, he couldn't talk about that. But then, like, Ariel was like, oh, he didn't even tell me how he was feeling, this and that. And <laughs> Tony Khan does that, man. He dances around the question oh, a lot. Yeah. And just, he just goes on a rant and rambles about God knows what. So I can understand why Ariel would feel frustrated. But I think Tony Khan, because if you remember, Tony Khan, surprisingly, never said anything at that time. Like, he never, like, went at Ariel Hawani at that time after Hawani came out and said all that stuff. I think he was waiting <laughs> for an opportunity to get back at Ariel Hawani, and this was the opportunity. To me, this is harmless. Ariel showing up on WWE is harmless, okay? He even sent out a tweet Dude, saying, it's, like, you It's know, a nothing burger. First, like, what was that? It's a nothing burger. It's nothing. Like, it's, not, dude, it's nothing. He went to, he he said he went to, like, the 97 Survivor Series. He sat up in the nosebleed. Did you see how pumped up Ariel, did you see how pumped up Ariel was in the pre-show? Yeah, dude, dude he's, he's a fan, bro. He's a fucking fan. Like, right? Like uh, WWE calls him. Hey, do you want to be a part of the first WWE shows in Montreal? The big first big show in Montreal in years. Why wouldn't he say, yeah? Like, why? Just because he doesn't want to disrespect Tony Khan? Like, give me a freaking break, bro. Like, this shit is just so childish. And this goes back to what I said before. Thank God. Thank goodness we like both of these uh, promotions because I could not imagine being one sided and arguing because I'm sure. Tony Khan, and he's got that cult following, the, the people that are just AEW diehards, right, that just watch AEW, that are feel the same exact way that Tony Khan feels. Oh, Ariel's unbiased. How could he do this? Like, I'm so glad I don't give a fuck who appears on what because it doesn't matter to me. This shit is just, like you said, it's cringe. It's cringe to the max, and Tony Khan needs to get the fuck off of Twitter. And listen, did Ariel have to go at... Tony Schiavone, the way he did, calling him the snowman, even though it did pop the shit out of me. I don't even think Tony Khan should have even, like, dragged Tony Yeah, uh, Tony why Schiavone did you drag Tony Schiavone into it? Damn. He's man. in the middle of this for no reason. He's getting dunked on for no reason. So I think that was a little uncalled for. And now you know what's going to happen but, this week? Conrad's going to use that to fuck with Tony on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Because, no, yo, know. Conrad always fucks with Tony Schiavone. On um on what happened when that's that's their podcast where they just cover yeah. like a whole bunch of old uh it's like a watch on they, they cover a whole bunch of pay per view but it's like comedy shit and Conrad yeah. always like he's always busting Tony's balls right and he's always bringing shit up and just he'll like he fucks with Tony he like picks on Tony Conrad's yeah. gonna use this as ammunition to fuck with Tony this week yeah hey I know and poor Tony Schiavone guy didn't even do anything guys. <laughs> Guy probably doesn't even know how to like operate Twitter and like his phone's blowing up and he's getting tagged in all these freaking things. He's probably like, what the hell is even going on? Hmm. But um, yeah, this is so childish. This is so dumb. Let Ariel do whatever the hell he wants to do. And uh, listen, Tony Khan's got to stop worrying. I mean, listen, like Eric Bischoff went from AEW to WWE's shitting on AEW and all that stuff. And I feel like Tony Khan's still saying nice things about Eric Bischoff. And like, he's going at poor Ariel Hawani just because he makes an appearance on, on SmackDown. Like, I don't know. To me, it's so childish, so dumb. I just, I hate seeing shit like this. I don't want to get involved in any of this, like, yeah. shit. I just, it's so stupid, you know? Yeah. yeah, Tony, he needs to stay off Twitter, but he gets a congratulations. He's, yeah, he can't help but embarrass himself sometimes. All right, let's... let's as much as I love Tony Khan. No, I, I, I love, listen, love I love Tony Khan, too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm always also... grateful for him, so right. I want to say that, too. I don't hate, I'm right. not one of these people that hates Tony Khan. No, yeah, he no, does no. stupid shit like this, but I'm... Forever grateful. Yo, one thousand percent. Listen, we're 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 criticizing Tony for some of the shenanigans he does, but that doesn't take away like I generally do think Tony Khan is a great guy. I know there's like yeah. I mean, there's like he's a, done for the business right. and, and everything right. and, and for the families of like 
um, Jay Briscoe, Briscoe and Brody, Brody and all stuff. Yep. So like, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. I, I think there's like there's just like a very small portion of the wrestling. Um, the IWC that thinks like, oh, Tony Khan's like a terrible human being. I think you're a bunch of fucking he idiots. He's a small fuse. He's like yeah. CM Punk. He just has that light. He's just very sensitive. That's all. <laughs> Speaking of CM Punk, he was at the New Japan show fucking causing havoc. And, and Dude, all that these was fu- random as hell. All these fucking peckerheads are fucking, you know, getting, lining up to, lining meet, up him. to yes. meet him. <laughs> you fucking marks. What's wrong with you? So so random, though. He's there with Lars Fredrickson, which I know he's and, like... He's and Giselle with. Shaw from Impact. Yeah, from Impact. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this shit? <laughs> but it was so... But apparently, Sean Ross have said that CM Punk inquired about taking in the show a long time ago, so... I don't know. I don't. Like, Could have so you just been I'm, backstage watching the show? Did you really have to cause like a scene? Like, yeah. What did he expect was gonna happen? Uh, I, it's it's pretty cool though that like. Oh no, like, no no no! It's like, cool because like years ago he didn't want anything to do with wrestling. Now he's like freaking. He's voluntarily going to these shows like right. as a fan. Like I, I don't think New Japan brought him in. Like I'm sure. Like I don't know if he bought the ticket. Okay, maybe I like, got the ticket. For, like you know, just handed it to him. But like he watched in the crowd as a fan. Like. A couple of years ago, CM Punk didn't want nothing to do with any of this shit, yeah. so it's kind of cool to see that. He probably got comped, you know. He probably got yeah, comped. Yeah, I'm sure, from, you know. but I mean, he still like he didn't want to take it in backstage. Right, he right, wanted right. To be, like, right, right. In the crowd, so pretty cool. Okay, uh, let's wrap up with this. So last week, speaking of great shows, all right. Last week, I attended uh, GCW, JCW, J Cup. All right, this is the return of the J Cup. Fantastic one day tournament they broke the 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 shows into two sessions so for those that weren't there live or haven't watched it check it out on on fight tv the the both both shows were were great great stuff shout outs to jordan oliver he ended up winning the j cup and he also becomes the the jcw champion as well um great great stuff and jordan oliver was in it mike bailey jonathan grisham joey janella blake christian leo rush it's just commander just amazing talent all around okay um, and I saw, you know, um, some Royal Ramble crew members, uh, Brian yeah. and, and Joe, you know, shout outs to them. You know, we were, uh, we were hanging out for a bit and, you know, we ended up getting some food. We had a couple of drinks, you know, good time, whatever. So <clears throat> just talking to them, you know, you know, talking shop, if you will. We were talking about something. I forget how this topic came into the conversation, but, um, they were talking about like just people. I think we were talking about you know people getting um, their accounts like taken away or shut down. And I think that's how the conversation started because we were talking about you know the Royal Ramble. How you know it was a. I really enjoyed you know Brian's take on stuff. I know you were part of it as well, and just you know the the the, the content that was there, and also you know there you know the Royal Ramble. Brian and and you guys were like you know one of the, you know one of the first of many supporters of Lucha Outsiders as well. So. You know, that's how now, and now look at you now. Now you're part of Lucha Outsiders. So look how that works right, out. Because your life works out. So while we were having this conversation, we were talking about trolling and Twitter and this, and Brian goes like, yeah, that's like, you know, we're Ryan and Yeti. And I'm like, what? Yeti? <laughs> so I'm like, Yeti? I'm like, Yeti from WCW? He's like, no, 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 Yeti, the, the guy that went tough enough or, or was part of tough enough. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah they had an ongoing feud. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? How am I, how am I just finding this out now? So Brian goes like, yo, and Joe, Brian and Joe are telling me, like, yo, yo, hit up Ryan, message Ryan, and he'll pop. He'll pop it. I'm like, why? And I, I think, what was the message I sent you, Ryan? I was like, why am I just finding this out now? Yeah, yeah, dude. I, uh, 
Yeah, I did pop. I popped huge. And I and I just never mentioned it because it was never... He, the guy is not relevant at all. If you, you're saying the Yeti, again, you didn't even know who the fuck it was. I don't even think anybody would even know who he is. Like, Because, again, he was so irrelevant, tough enough. That shit was like so like stupid when it came back. Um, but for comedic purposes, I want to hear the story. <laughs> yeah, all right. So it's, it's basically just... Um, you know, remember the pandemic, obviously, you know, you had the Janela zones and stuff. You had all these like different uh, wrestlers going live on like Instagram. You know, um, Leah Rush did it a few times. Yeah. Uh, just a bunch of like people just going live and, you know, just they were putting, you know, fans on and stuff like that. And I don't know, like, I don't even know how it started where like I just started shitting on this guy. <laughs> like, Wait, I just well, hold on. Were you so what the Yeti? What what's what's his real name again? Do we know what's his real name? Were Josh you, something. Were you following this guy? Like how what happened? Yeah, uh yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know why I still had him on my Instagram. Yeah. Because <laughs> he won. He won the show. If you're I'm, again, I don't think anybody's gonna remember this. People probably watching this be like, what the hell? Like, I don't even remember this. It was in 2016, 2015, when he won Tough Enough. It was the same year that Man uh no, Mandy Rose did not win. Um Sarah Lee won. Rest in peace, Sarah Lee. Um, she won the show. And um Josh Bradell, Bradell, Bradell. Yeah, I, I just know him by the Yeti. That's all. That's all I know him by. <laughs> he had like some like coffee, cup of coffee run. He did some NXT live events, and that was it. Then his entire career was over. Um, basically, what happened was I just joined. I just been. I just joined his lives, and I just started trolling him, bro. I said I was saying this stuff, the dumbest shit ever. Like I was saying some stupid shit to him, and he would always. And he, it, I was just doing it really mainly to pop the boys because I had. And Brian had Joey um, had a bunch of other people in, in there too. And I was like, "Yo, let's just join. Watch me shit all over this guy." And I'm just trolling everybody, bro. So and he's, so and he's so you were the just, comments. So that you were just trying to be a piece of shit. That's what you're yeah, yeah, to... yeah, totally. Because I think I was just bored. And this guy, right, I thought right. I, I, I think he's like a big tool. Because how do you win tough enough? And like. <laughs> He clearly like just didn't give a fuck about wrestling, right? He just wanted the money, and that was well, it. Well, he had. So, well, I'm if just... I'm not mistaken, I think he got heat because he just thought he was bigger than what he was, and he ended up getting heat with the boys. If I'm not mistaken, and yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Re- I think, and yeah, I think yeah. that's the reason. So listen, for those that are listening to this or watching this live, they think like, "Damn, Ryan's a piece of shit for trolling somebody." Like, listen, the guy that who's trolling, it was a bigger piece of shit. Okay, I, yeah. <laughs> listen, I just wanted some. I wanted him to acknowledge me, and boy, did he acknowledge me. Okay. Uh, it was so, I was just shitting all over him. I was like, bro, you couldn't hack it. So now you're doing whatever the fuck you're doing now. I was just shitting all everything he would say. Like he was on his lives, like blasting music. I think he was like rapping too. I think he was like, a, oh god, uh, oh, this sounds and terrible. And was, Congratulations, like that. you played yourself. It was so hilarious, bro. And he would he'd be reading my comments. This fucking guy Ryan, man, saying this. <laughs> it was so funny, bro. And then he actually had me on a few times. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish somebody recorded it. I don't think I have any of them. Okay, okay, uh, okay. So hold on, wait, wait. So how? Okay, you gotta explain this. How did it get to the point where you was on live with this guy? It's like you know how you can like request to be live, with right? Him? Like, like, so you would request him. You would request yeah, him. I was requesting this shit, and he actually put me on. So oh, what yeah. happened? Oh, dude, and it was so funny. I. I I really wish I could remember this. I'm I'm trying to see if I have any of it on video. Or okay, so has. okay, okay, so you re- okay, so you you requested. I was on there with him. And you and put it. Up- he put Go you ahead. on live. He put you on live. He put me on live. He ended up blocking my account, <laughs> and then I made fake accounts, and I was on there, and he found out it was me. <laughs> okay, because I I went on there on my fake accounts, and I was like, justice for Ryan, bring Ryan back, and all this shit like that. 
and he actually found out it was me and I and I requested him on my fake account and he put me on. It was dude, it was a black it was one of those things where you had to be there. Like you just had to be there. I'm trying to see right now if I, I really don't think I have any videos. So um, so, maybe so, did, but... so this so this happened more than one occasion. This was happening yeah, like this every... was like every night. Again, like during the pandemic, every night like oh, yeah. smells. Like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like it, I'd be on like um we'd be on like Zoom with uh, every all my friends and stuff. Like we'd be bored, want to talk, want to chill, and then it would just always be like you know oh let's see if the Yeti's live. Let's see the Yeti. Let's troll the Yeti. Because we were that bored. What else were we gonna do? Freaking nothing else open, nothing to do. How... And hey, he played into it, and I appreciate him for playing into it. Um, but yeah, so was he like, so was he like, he legit pissed off? Like being like, I don't, I really don't think so. Because oh, okay. I think he took a look at me and like, you know, this, you got some big jacked guy, right? And he's looking at me and I'm just like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, this kid looks like he's 12 years old. Yeah. You know? you're like, like this fucking 15 year old really kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really think he cared that. I mean, he cared enough to block me. Right. Right. But I was just having fun with that. I was throwing the shit out of him telling him he sucks and all this shit like that. And blowing him up and all that stuff and then i would just it was so funny i'd come in with one fake account after the next and i would request them and he would he would be stunned every single he'd be like oh it's ryan again like it would just be uh like uh just like a gimmick you know it was, it was funny so i mean moral of the story is fuck that guy um you know i had fun thank you for entertaining it but um yeah i i, I wish somebody I don't know if Brian has any of the videos. I think if he did, he probably would have showed you. Oh, man, this is hilarious. This reminds me of, you know, you because we mentioned, like, Janela Zone, right? And that's that was my thing during the pandemic. Like, I that legit was just entertainment every fucking yeah, weekend yeah. with Joey and Nasty Leroy and, like, the cast of characters this guy would have on, right? And oh I remember God, one time. So what Joey would do is, like, he would, um, so, like, Leroy would try to, get like someone to like you know go like live with him right and one time was like aaron carter you know rest in peace to yep. him and then i remember one time we all like it, the thing is like it was like a mob of people that would go to these other people's lives right yeah, yeah so yeah. i remember like cause one time we went to chanel west coast live which is the girl from ridiculousness and we were and everybody was like put on nasty leroy go lie with nasty leroy yeah, yeah, and she yeah, starts yeah. like fucking losing it like who's nasty leroy i don't need this shit right now she just starts having a panic attack right right well, that's what it was during the pandemic it's like everybody you just like it was fucking hilarious bro it was so funny and yeah that's that's basically it like i we we're bored and i just fucking i was like i'm gonna troll this motherfucker and oh man it was it was hilarious it was one of those things where you really just had to be there because right. i feel like me telling this story is not as funny because, like, you just had to see it, man. I was having a blast. And, hey, he was playing along for the most part, too, so right. I appreciate that from him. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's the moral of the story. It was uh, That's it. Well, that's it. I think we that's, that's how we're going to end it. Man, what a, what a fantastic 24 hours. I think that's just the best way to put it, man. You know, mm -hmm. a great Elimination Chamber match, a really, really fun, cool New Japan show last night. I didn't get to watch GCW because GCW was also running a big show last night in L.A. I'm probably going to yeah. end up watching that later uh, later today. But um, listen, man, you know, for the most part, all across the board, man, there's a, there's a lot of great stuff happening in wrestling. It's a fun time. It really is. It's, it's the best time of the year, I feel like, for wrestling, especially going into WrestleMania season. Uh, the stories that are being told and Jay White's free agency and uh, just a lot of things to – to be excited about Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, freaking taking over the world now, the, the women's division in Japan. Like, there's a lot to look forward to. And, uh, man, that's why the wrestling's the best, bro. It really is. When when wrestling's good and, and it's at its peak, there really 
there aren't many things better than it. And obviously, that's just my opinion. I'm Obviously, you agree with that, too. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Dude, the best. Man. Listen, really if is. you're a wrestling fan and you're still complaining, like, there's nothing really to complain about, man. Like, no. you're. It, there's just, something out there for everybody. And even really at is. the people that love Impact religiously, listen, I'm glad you do. I'm glad it exists for that reason, even though it sucks. But. If you're enjoying it, that's great for you. Ring of Honor starting soon too. We need to mention that Ring of Honor's got TV tapings at the old Impact Zone soon. It's the, it's the Honor Zone I now. It's gonna be called the Honor Zone. The Honor Zone. I'm not subscribing to the Honor Club. Uh, so God, I don't know. But the the I'm sure we'll get some Super Card of Honor. Um, you know, matches announced pretty soon. So again, there's a lot of exciting things. If you can't find something that you enjoy in the world of wrestling, even if you enjoy Tyrus as the world champion in the NWA. Yeah. Congratulations, you played yourself. There's something out there. <laughs> All right, Ryan, give me your plugs in. All right, Alucha Outsiders on Twitter. Leo, you got anything to say? Losradio.com. That's it, bro? Yeah, that's it. I could talk about Snow Mountain, but I'm pretty sure you guys spoke about that already. Okay, you know what? <laughs> All right, you can follow me. <laughs> All right, you know what? All right, you could um, you can follow me at Rated R since '87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud. You want to be fancy? Apple Podcasts. Tune in on Mescal app. Lowestradio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Also, I haven't said this in a while, but I think I should. If you enjoy what you hear on the audio or or enjoy what you see us, what we do live here, can you leave us a review, you know, a five-star rating review? You know, I haven't said that in a while, very, very Mm. long time. So uh, leave leave us a review, and yeah, that's it, you know, for the old man that's here, just playing with his... Oh, man. Phone or something. I don't know. Uh, for our double art, Ryan Radar, I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep Radar and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>